I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Would you believe me if I told you that what you think of as your personality, maybe you're hilarious, shy, maybe you're a go-getter, or maybe you're a neat freak, what if I told you that might not actually be your personality, but rather a personality pattern? Or maybe have you ever caught yourself wondering why you do the things you do? Like why you get so angry and yell when your kids are moving at a snail's pace in the morning. Or why it's hard to relax when the house is a mess. If so, you've got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. And over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. Interesting, right? There's five personality patterns, and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs, but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are, but rather what is blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can start to learn skills to break out of that pattern and live and parent our kids as our true and authentic self. So click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome back to the Motherhood Podcast a live workshop-style podcast that is helping thousands of moms redefine their motherhood journey. There was a point in my life when I was trying to do all the things, parent my kids, pour into my marriage, run a busy law practice, keep up my home, and what I found was that I was on the fast track to burnout until I discovered a better way. Now I help women just like you 
to close the gap between their vision of motherhood and what they're actually experiencing in their day-to-day lives. Together, we'll explore when and where to simplify, systemize, and surrender. I promise you, you're already doing so much better than you think. I'm your coach, Michelle Grosser, and this is Motherhood. It's Motherhood Monday, friends. I'm your motherhood coach, Michelle Grosser, and I am so grateful you're here with me on the podcast today. Uh, For those of you who are new here on Mondays, we talk about a character trait, and we just talk about some tips and some tools and some ways we can focus on it with our families in the week ahead. And today we're talking all about creativity. I don't know if there's any of you listening who are like how I was, um, and you don't think of yourself as a quote-unquote creative person. I know for me, I associated creativity just with art, and like I can't draw, (laughs) like not even stick figures, and I don't paint, or I don't sing, or I don't write poetry, or anything like that, so I just categorize myself as not being creative. Um, Like if we're in a group project, and we're all you know, throwing our strengths in the ring. I'm your systems girl, right? I'm your organizer. I'm your coordinator coming up with the plan and the logistics and keeping everyone motivated and on task. Like that's my jam, making all the, sure all the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed. Um, And that's what I thought was the sphere of of the gifts that I could offer. And in the last few years, um, particularly as it relates to this podcast and this project, everything that goes into it, man, I am tapping into new creativity that I didn't even know existed, existed within me. Uh, Creativity, I think, and what I'm learning, it doesn't need to be uh, boxed into an artistic expression, right? Like innovation is creativity, scientific discovery is creative, and problem solving is creative. Everything that we read or see or hear, like it was all created. And I I really believe uh, we were created you know, by the ultimate creator to create. I was actually listening to this podcast the other day. It was a podcast about abundance. And it was so interesting. Um, Kathy Heller was being interviewed. She's the host of the Don't Keep Your Day Job podcast. If you guys have ever listened to that, she's fantastic. And the podcast is fantastic. And she was talking about how when most people think of abundance, or at least I know when I did before I listened to this episode, um, they immediately go to money, right? And we think of an abundance of wealth. And she was sharing that in actuality, the most valuable type of abundance that we can seek is an abundance of creativity. It's just endless. And creativity, it serves you know humanity so deeply in so many ways. And business and education and parenting, right? Like, can I get an amen for how creative we have to be as moms? It might seem obvious, but I know there are some of you out there who are like I was and you're like, oh, but I'm not creative. I was just wondering, like, how do we get this way? We when were kids, or at least when I think of my kids now, they're four and five, like they would never say to me, oh, I'm not creative. They're creating all day long like inventing imaginary worlds and painting and drawing on any surface available. They're making up songs and singing. And, you know, they're always asking these hypothetical questions. They're just endlessly creating. I was wondering, like, where did we lose that along the way? And how can we help maybe foster it in our kids so they don't lose it? So they stay aware of, of the power that they hold to create 
And so creativity becomes a practice and a lifestyle for them. So I was thinking about it and I put together three ways that I think we can just really help foster our children's creativity. And the first one is to encourage their questions. And when I was kind of thinking about this, I was looking it up and I read this stat and it said that the average child asks a question, asked an average of 23 questions an hour, 23 questions in an hour. And it just made me laugh because that's what it feels like sometimes. And I know sometimes when my fuse is short or when I'm trying to focus on something else and I can get irritated uh, by the constant barrage of questions, but I know how important those questions are. So I take a deep breath and I engage with my kids and all creativity really starts with a question. If you think about it, like a research question, you know, what would happen if I did this or how do I best do that? Or um, a question about a vision, right? For a new work of art or or a business challenge or some predicament we're in in our personal life. Like, how do we solve this? And I want my kids to be questioning things. I want them to be getting in the habit of wondering, like wondering what if, like, could we do this another way? How does that work? It all leads to creativity. And kids, you know, they ask all kinds of questions, right? They ask questions just to learn and understand how things work. They ask questions to understand how the world is ordered, right? They want to know categories and they want to just make sense of the things around them. And a lot of their questions are really when they're just using their imagination and it's a way that helps them to think of things that might be possible. I mean, those types of questions, those ones that might kind sound kind of silly, those are gold for creativity. And they can teach us a thing or two, I think, us adults, because our kids just think about the world in a way that maybe we've forgotten how to. So as out there as they might sound, we really want to take those questions seriously. My little one asked me the other day if she could live on the sun. And it led to a discussion for like 15 minutes, just exploring all like the pros and cons of living on the sun. And she eventually came to the wise conclusion that she could not, in fact, live on the sun. But how many of you can think of something that seemed impossible for our parents or our grandparents' generation that is very much possible now? Because someone asked what might have seemed like a ridiculous question and had that creativity to think outside the box and, you know, really change the course of history. Like these are the questions that help people achieve and invent things. So we want to be encouraging them in our children. And then the second thing I think we can do is we can let our kids be bored. Like I would imagine it also comes up for some of you sometimes, but my man, my little one especially, she's on this kick of telling me that she's bored. And it's hilarious because instead of saying I'm bored, she actually says I'm boring, which which is probably truer than she understands for most adults. Like if they're bored, maybe they're also boring. Um, but when she says it at four, I'm just trying not to laugh at her her cuteness, you know. But when my kids say they're bored, like, I think I immediately feel this pressure to solve it. And I don't know if you guys feel like that way too sometimes, but it takes a lot for me to resist like just jumping in and fixing the problem and giving them something to do. Like, do you want to play with Play-Doh? Do you want to color? Do you want to play Barbie Dreamhouse? Do you want to go in the pool? Do you want to, whatever it is. But I have to remind myself that this unstructured time, it's really what she's telling me, right? There's unstructured time. It's actually a gift I'm offering to her if I don't jump in and like give her all of this stuff to do. And that unstructured time, it really challenges her to engage with herself, to engage with the world, to imagine, to invent, to create. 
like anything else, like my kids need practice with unstructured time or they're not going to learn how to manage it. They're never going to learn how to, you know, simply be instead of always doing, which is a pattern that as an adult, I'm working now to break, right? Less doing and more being. So now when she tells me she's bored or, or boring, I take a B and I try to respond with something like, oh, that's so awesome. If you're feeling bored, that means you have nothing that you have to be doing right now. And you can do whatever you want, whatever feels exciting for you. Maybe you could create something new or maybe you could go outside and explore. Like, what do you think? As her boredom, I think it might be a gift that leads her to discovering her passions. And that's what's going to bring her fulfillment and purpose in her life. And that's available to her beginning, you know, even as a, as a four-year-old. And then third and finally, and this is my favorite one, I think to encourage creativity. As parents, as we're raising our kids, we can really try to place a focus on values over rules. We want to focus on values instead of rules. So it's a discussion about what's important to us, right? What are our values? What are your values? Like, how do you want to operate? What are the kinds of things that you do or you say? What do you stand for? So it's a discussion about those things and it encourages and it teaches our kids how to make choices that are aligned with who they are. It's an exploration of their identity, which allows them to act in alignment with it. And in doing so, they can be really creative. Like there's so many ways to do things, but you just want to make sure they're in alignment with your values because rules are really limiting, right? Like when we focus on rules, we're not encouraging any sort of creativity or independent thought in our kids. What we're doing is we're saying like, this is the way don't, don't think about it. Don't question it. Just do it. And when kids follow rules like that, they're basically just trying to please us, right? It's because they have no other choice which is not conducive to teaching them to think for themselves, teaching them to be creative problem solvers, teaching them to use their imaginations. Because if we give them rules and then they don't follow the rules, then they're rebelling. And we really want them to become creative because they're interested in problem solving, like genuinely interested in looking at a problem from a new way, and not just because they're being rebellious against our authority. And yes, our kids, they need boundaries. I get it. We do need to keep them safe. I'm not advocating that we let our kids do whatever they want with no rules. But I think we can just be intentional about the rules that we are instituting, right? Is there space to offer a different means to the end that we're after? Because a house full of rules, it really holds our kids back in the sense that they don't learn to be original, right? They're just striving to earn the approval of the rule setter, their parents, their teachers, like whoever it is. So maybe they get the straight A's, maybe they make the team or they get, I don't know, that position in the band or whatever it is. They earn the awards, right, by following all the rules. But we find that maybe their practice makes makes perfect, but it doesn't make new. It doesn't allow them to create. You know, they can learn to do all the things, but they rarely create anything original. They're focusing all their energy on, on learning and and. The question is really what becomes of all that knowledge, right? They're conforming to all of these rules instead of inventing their own. And what happens is they tend to keep their original ideas to themselves in order to be able to fit into that neat little box, right? That gets them where we're telling them they need to go by following all the rules. And the correlation here is real. It's real, friends. There's a study that came out um, in the late 80s 
And this is the name of the study, Discriminating Characteristics of the Families of Highly Creative Adolescents. And what they did in this study is that they compared families of children who were rated by their teachers as a most creative in their classes and that whole school system. And then they also looked at the families of the children who were not unusually creative. And what they found is that the parents of the, I'm not gonna say uncreative, but the, the average creativity, right? Um, the parents of those children had an average of six daily rules. So these were just things like keeping your kids on a really specific schedule. We do, you know, we eat dinner at this time and then we do homework at this time. And then the rule is you know, no snacks before bed. And then we brush our teeth and then it's a strict bedtime at this time or whatever those rules are. But what they found is that the parents of really highly creative kids, they had an average of fewer than one family rule. And by limiting the rules, those parents were encouraged, they're encouraging their kids to think for themselves. Like they tended, those families, they tended to place their emphasis on moral values. So it's offering your kids like, listen, you're not, you know, there's no rule here that you have to be out by 8 p.m. every night. But let's talk about this. Like when you do go to bed at eight o'clock, how do you feel when you wake up the next morning? You know, if you go to bed at 10, how do you feel the next morning when you have to be at school? Yeah, it's different, right? What do you think? Should we try to get to bed by eight tonight? Just allowing them to have that, you know, problem solving creative process. It's powerful. And even then, like those parents who didn't have a lot of rules, the ones that had less than one rule, those parents didn't even shove the values, like their own values down their children's throat. The emphasis was really placed on on the development and the exploration of the kids' own ethical code or own values so they could explore and create their own set of values of how they wanted to live. And yes, the parents, you know, encourage their children to pursue excellence and success, but they also encouraged them to find joy in their work. These are the parents of the creative kids. They really emphasized finding joy in their work. So the kids had this freedom to really sort out their own values, discover their own interests, which then set them up to flourish as creative adults. So we can't program our kids to become creative, but I think if we want our kids to bring original ideas to the table, right? To think of new um, ways of doing things and super creative ways to solve some of the problems that society faced, just making the world a better place to be. We've got to let them pursue their passions and not ours. All right, mamas, we do this every Monday. We start the week off praying for our families. But before we do that, I want to tell you about something exciting. I want to know, have you ever wondered what it might be like to work with a life coach? Like maybe you've wondered if it's worth your time or your money, or maybe you're just not really sure what it would be like, like what you'd actually learn or walk away with. Well, I've got some really big news for you. Are you ready? It's called 100 by 100. And on November 1st, I'm going to be opening very limited spots to coach just a few women one-on-one for only $100. Yes, you heard that right. For less than the cost of a night out, you can have two 50-minute coaching sessions with me. 100 minutes for $100. This is the perfect way for you to get a feel for what it's like to work with me without having to make any big commitments. 
So put it on your calendar now. I'm only opening up 15 of these 100 by 100 packages. They're going to be available for purchase starting on November 1st. So just in time for the holidays. When they're gone, they are gone. So mark your calendar, set the date, set a reminder, make sure you're following us on social media, you're on our email list, so you don't miss the details. More information to come on that in the next couple weeks. I'm so excited for it. All right, let's pray. God, you are the ultimate creator, and we know we were created in your image, so thank you. So thank you for the gift of creativity, and we pray that it, you know, let it loose in our children. You created everything we're experiencing and have yet to experience and more. You created all the colors and all of nature and all the animals, all of humanity, the entire universe. God, it's incredible. We ask you to pour out new ideas, new solutions, and new insight through our creativity, God. Let us help our children to just see each day as an opportunity to let their curiosity and their creativity guide when they get curious about people and about the workings of this world through their imaginations that they can use that creativity in helping helping their communities and, and glorifying your name. So guide us, guide us in leading our kids to use their creativity for the benefit of everyone and everything that comes their way so they could just be more aware of your presence. As our children continue to develop, God, as they continue to develop that creativity you've entrusted to them, let it be for the good of others. Let them create fearlessly, Lord, and with purpose and with passion. And in any way that our creativity or our children's creativity has been stifled, God, any way that we're stifling it, just encourage and inspire them and us to create again. Bless us, God, to receive your love and your light and to live in wonder as we create. Bless us with the boldness to bring the visions of our creativity to life. We love you. We praise you. We're grateful for you. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. If you love Mommy's podcast, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review, and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram at themotherhood.podcast. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Motherhood Podcast. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources, information on how to join and participate in the Motherhood Village, and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.